And this is Tina. Two Jesus-loving women on a mission to bring light into this dark world. Hello and welcome everyone. We're excited. We have a really exciting, cool thing that we're going to do. We know that we preach to you and we go in hot and heavy. We thought this week we should give you a little bit of now that you know, what are you going to do with it? Right. The how-to. How do we live in this broken world? How do we be content in everything that comes our way, whether that's good, bad, ugly, horrific, all the things. So the only handbook that we're ever going to go out of is the Bible. So pulling up scriptures right off the bat for you, um, coming off of um, Philippians chapter 4, starting at verse 4. Celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, revel in him. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them see that the master is about to arrive. He could show up any minute. We've gone into a couple different versions of the Bible, which I highly recommend you doing. My mom likes to lay out like five different books. Sarah has multiple apps with different versions because she likes to do it right on her phone. Find what works for you and because like we're going to give you the message version yes. because we feel like that's the easiest to understand to newer Christians. Um, but we definitely are going to dive into it a little bit and just explain to you what exactly this means. Right. Celebrating God all day, every day. I know that the air in my lungs is because God has gifted me breath. So it might sound silly or it might sound crazy to say like celebrate all day, every day. And it's funny because I was just talking at church today about a, a story where I had gone, if you go back to the last one, the invitation will tell you what the banquet is, but I had gone to the banquet and then I had decided to volunteer at the banquet. And I remember for the first time in my entire life, I was, I think 38 and I was like, oh my gosh, I know my mission. I know my purpose on this earth. And so I was like, I was starting to freak out because I was so excited, but then I was like, oh my gosh, I can't go to bed. I can't <laughs> go to sleep. What if I die in my sleep? Like you hear these stories of these people who found their purpose and then they die. So I started to get anxious. I started to freak out. And then I was like, I literally couldn't fall asleep. I remember I was texting multiple people like, what if I die? They're like, you won't die with your music still in you, right? So I remember waking up, and here's where I'm going with this story. I remember waking up the next morning and I opened my eyes and I was like, yes, I lived. Like, I'm alive. Like, thank you, Lord, for my breath. And from that moment on, I literally would wake up and say, thank you, Lord, for breath. Thank you, Lord, for breath. And somewhere along the line, I forgot to do that. And so I feel like this here, the conversations I've been having are teaching me what it means to literally celebrate God. Like, you celebrate what you're thankful for today, you're going to wake up tomorrow with. Right. I mean, there's something to always be grateful for because there's always something that you have that somebody else doesn't. Like the ability to record and have this podcast, not everybody has electricity. Thank you for the roof over our heads that keep us safe and warm, especially during this cold time. If you're watching this in due time, like it's winter season right now and it's negative 30 outside. So like thankful that we're not on the streets. Like thank you for the ability to speak. And like we have saying in the membrane, like there's always something to be grateful for. Yep. And everything that we have is from Jesus, like from God himself. Like we, it's a gift to be alive mm -hmm. and 
if you ever find yourself in a situation and you're complaining about something, just go back to gratitude because you can't be in suffering state while you're in the joy state. Like you can't be complaining and being gratitude at the same time. So even if you are suffering in the outer circumstances around you, come into the inner core and find gratitude, find something to be grateful for in the mess of it all because you will learn through it. You will learn through the suffering. That is how we grow. So getting un getting comfortable in the uncomfortability mm -hmm. is definitely something to strive for. And, you know, at the end of this four through five, it says he could show up at any minute. And I don't know if you're new, if you're new to the Bible or if you're new to Jesus and you, but you are also aware of what's going on in the world. Like what's going on right now sounds very much like revelation and revelation is the last book of the Bible. And it is, it talks about like how the Lord is going to show up. So when, when it says he could show up at any minute, I think we feel that more and more and more and more the more we see what's going on in the world. Right. And the second coming of Jesus has, has been coming since the moment he ascended back into heaven. But one day he is coming back on this earth. And we the reason why this podcast is, exists is because we want everybody that listens to this, everybody that we love, everybody that doesn't mess with us everybody everybody that has breath in their lungs deserves to go to heaven and not to rot in hell and grind their teeth and be in the deep darkness of despair for eternity because eternity is for a long time and if you don't know who jesus is this is your invitation we are here two women on a mission to show you the light of jesus christ and with this it could happen today. It could happen in five seconds from now. It could happen in 35 years from now. Like we don't know when Jesus is coming back, but if you don't know what you don't know, we are bringing light to, hey, there is one way and it is Jesus's way. And ask him to come into your heart and be the savior of your life and that you're sorry for your sins and give your life to Christ. It is the best decision that you will ever possibly make. And he will guide you and lead you into a beautiful life that he created you for. And you don't want to not accept this invitation of him knocking at your door quietly on your deathbed or God forbid something happens to you and you don't have, you don't have a second to say, God, like, forgive me, keep me and like love me and protect my soul. And like, I'm sorry for my sins. Like he might be coming and we want you to be in heaven with us. And, you know, it's crazy because you hear that and some of you may have never met us. And so you, you may be thinking like, you've never met me before. Why do you care if I'm in heaven or not? But the thing is, is I've noticed that even people who we think don't play a role in our life or that person that irritates us or the friend that we weren't friends with and then we're, we turn out to be best friends with them, like God is working every single thing in unison to help his greater good, to help grow his kingdom. So even though you may not see the benefit in just bringing people to, to Jesus, the Lord knows what he's doing. So give him the opportunity to work through you. And I know for me personally, there are people who I maybe didn't get along with or didn't have friendships with, and now I do. And I'm like, oh, that's what you were doing. And it really truly is beautiful. So we actually do genuinely feel that it is not up to me 
or Sarah or anybody else other than God to decide who he wants in heaven. We need to be his messengers and we can only do that when we are showering people with love, but also the truth. Right. Yes. We can't live on milk and sugar forever, which is an analogy like God loves you. God is for you. He's also to be feared. A rever, rev, can you tell me the word? Rebel? Rebel. Revered? Reverential fear. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, you know, like, don't be like, you're not afraid of God, but you have this um, respect. He's the father. You respect a father. Yeah. Um, and this, you might not respect your earthly father. I know I grew up with a dad and he is definitely my friend and he is definitely, um, love him to death. He's 62 years old. However, he is still a little boy at times that just because you are old doesn't mean you're wise. And just because you're an adult doesn't mean that you still don't have the mindset of a child. So, and just because you're young or a new Christian doesn't mean that you can't, you don't have the wisdom. Amen. Right. That's powerful. Totally. So we're going to go on to the next one. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praise shape your worries into prayers. This is giving you an instruction on how to, like, you're looking at don't fret or worry. Yeah, that's easy, right? Like, don't worry about anything. Don't be anxious. Right. But here is the instruction of how, how to not worry. So before you tell us the instruction, Tina, if I come to you and I'm like, oh my gosh, like the sky is falling. Like literally we live in a world of everybody's in anxiety. Everybody's anxious. Everybody, most, a lot of people are depression and they don't want to be here anymore. I can hold my hand up high and say, I definitely was there at one point where I did not want to be here anymore. I did not see the point of it. Tina knew me for a brief part of the ending of me feeling that way, but gosh, Thank you, Jesus, that I'm still here on this earth because so much of my life that I have lived from last year up until right this very moment, I would not have got had I taken my own life back when I was at my lowest of low a few years ago. So, And I think it's, I really honestly think it's so common to feel that way, especially, especially with how everything is being thrown at us every second of the day, whether it's social media, whether it's the news, whether it's you know, even in a store, signs everywhere, even if it's certain books that are that we that we read that we don't even realize. But, you know, that like I don't maybe you don't know what you see with your eyes go into your mind, fill your body and your heart and your literal dreams. So if you're watching things or listening to things or doing things that aren't in alignment with the Lord, not saying that you have to walk around in a in a long dress and like sit and pray all day long for hours, but definitely think about what you're putting in your mind. That is what you're thinking about. Even if you don't realize it, your subconscious is going there. Right. And that's the scary part. I was reading a book the other day. It's actually about children. It was about kids, but it's written by a Christian author. And she talks about how we have these little trees in our mind and every single thing you've ever consumed with your eyes stays in your brain forever. So like if you watched a Law and Order, I've never done this. Yes, I have. I'm kidding. A Law and Order when you were, when your child was two years old and they were off playing in a corner, they heard it. It was going in their ears. Yes, I'm guilty. I make bad choices. I try not to anymore. But why I'm sharing that is don't. Like, don't fret yourself about it. Pray about it. And what does prayer look like? It is a conversation with God. Like, 
yes, God knows everything. He knows what we're thinking before we're even thinking it. But it's like a conversation to a friend. Like you phone a friend and you're like, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I need your help. Or thank you so much for what you've done for me. I'm so excited to share what's going on in my life. It's a conversation between you and him. It's a relationship that he came, that Jesus Christ, his son came on earth to have with all of us. Mm-hmm. It is not about... Especially if you're a seasoned Christian and you're listening to this, it is awesome to be able to quote scripture and it is awesome to be able to tell people about the word. But it doesn't matter if you can quote it from front to back, back to forward, if you aren't living it. Because we need to be doers of the word. And that is what Jesus came. He discipled 12 humans on this earth to be doers of the word. Mm -hmm. And if you're a doer of the word and you're following Jesus with all your mind, all your heart, all your soul... You can expect suffering. Um, We are not, just because, and Tina has said this before, just because you follow God doesn't mean that you are exempt from the sufferings of the world. Jesus said, take heart. There will be challenges and suffering in this world, but I have overcome the world. Jesus is the savior of us all. And we live in the world that is broken and the God of this world is Satan. And if you, you're either growing or you're dying and growing in Christ or you're growing in the kingdom of darkness, which is where we all live in this realm, Mm -hmm. this spiritual realm. So anytime you're actually like mad at somebody or anything like negative about somebody, it's not, it's not necessarily them. It is the spirit within them and forgive them for they know not what they do digressing because that's a totally different topic but all to say like it is about what you're thinking it is about who you're hanging out with it is about everything that tina just said because your subconscious is continually going and that's why it's so great to go to scripture put on god's mind read his word it Mm -hmm. is the handbook of life it is what god says that how to live this life in this broken fallen world because he's he's lived here and he died for all of us yeah and, and that's exactly it. What she said is go into scripture. You have an option. You have 1,440 minutes in a day. So why? I mean, yes, go in, do your social media, do your news, do whatever it is. But try for 10 minutes a day to start if you haven't never done this. Try for 10 minutes, adding 10 minutes of scripture I challenge you to do, just set a timer for one. Read one mm-hmm. message Read one thing for one minute and I guarantee you'll find something and then all of a sudden like you'll be sucked in. Like the hardest part is just getting started. I challenge you in this new year, open that book. Most people have a Bible. If you're looking at this, if you're reading, seeing this or listening to this, you're probably doing it on your (laughs) cell phone. You download the Bible app. It is completely free and get into the word. Yep. Letting God know your concerns. That's perfect. Yes. (laughs) Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. Peace. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. And it's crazy because you hear that and maybe some people are like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what, like, I don't know what peace feels like. But if you don't try, then you will definitely not know. Right. Um, can you read that one more time? The whole thing right here? Um, just the last part that you just said. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Yes. At the center of your life. Um, 
sorry. That's okay. Where are we at? <laughs> right here. Oh, it's wonderful to know. Before you know a sun's coming the other, it will settle you. Yeah, it'll settle you down. So I remember in my life, like, it, because God's peace is a peace that surpasses all understanding. So let's go back to a time that, like, maybe you're in the, like, a moment in your life right now and you are suffering. Like, something externally is going on. Like, God forbid, like, your finances or you're going through a divorce or somebody just passed away. Like, I remember going through a very hard time with my family and especially with my mom. The police were involved. My mom wasn't sane in the membrane. Like, when I say that, like, it, she wasn't the same human that had raised me. And so it wasn't her that was speaking to me. It wasn't her that was doing these actions. Like my mom was just on a different planet because of alcohol, drugs, abuse, X, Y, and Z, right? And so this external thing was happening in my home and I had to get her out and I had to call the police. And so I remember like just hearing, I mean, you name it, that's what she was calling me, all these different things. And it's not, it wasn't her, it was, this anywho it was the pain and that happens pain. yeah that happens so often when someone's angry or upset or irritated or frustrated you see it come out and it says you know in their scripture out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks right it's the heart you can only give away what you have. So if you're not feeding the word, if you're not feeding joy, if you're not reading scripture, you only have what's in there. So your mom only had what was being fed in her mind and her heart and her eyes and her ears. Right. And it was not good. And so where I'm getting with this is when that was all happening, I remember going, literally plugging my ears, closing my eyes and going onto my staircase in my home. And I literally just I can't describe this feeling. I will do the best I can, but it was like this white light around me and it was just so peaceful, like a peace that surmounts any understanding in this physical world that we live in. Like I can't even explain it to you, but you can't tell me. That's a situation for me that you just can't tell me that there is no God. Yeah. I mean, when I could have been reacting to what she was saying, what she was doing, because human Sarah could have done all the things that like the flesh wanted to. Mm -hmm. But I know whose I am and what God has called us to be is a light in a dark world. I didn't fight darkness with darkness. I fought the darkness with light and God held me and protected me with his peace. And I hope that can help somebody go through whatever they're going through. Like you're not alone. He's for you. He can wrap you in the same peace that I had felt myself. And he's waiting for you to just ask. It's crazy that you are, I'll let you read the last okay. one when we get to it, but it's crazy that you were talking about being wrapped and like, that's the only way of, you know, to describe it. So I'll share a story about prayer and feeling peace as well that I I'm new to the prayer world in that I really started it about maybe a year ago. Even as a Christian, I didn't know how important prayer actually was. And God was calling me to pray maybe about a year-ish ago. And it started to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And for me, the like really big knowing was I went through a situation at where I work where I had to, we had to basically call 911 and someone like to me... It was a year ago because it was January 19th and that's this Friday. Um, so to me, this person looked like they had died. Like the color had, it was, 
the last time I had seen somebody that looked like that was when I saw my brother in the casket and this was happening on my brother's birthday. So I was like, oh my gosh, like it was, tr it was traumatic for me. And I got to keep it cool because I work at this place. And I'm trying to make sure this guy's life is saved. It was a very traumatic event. Went home that night and I had just started kind of dating the, the guy that I'm now married to. Oh my gosh, a year. That's crazy. A lot can happen in a year. But anyways, so we just started dating. We were we hadn't even held hands. We hadn't even hugged. We had I mean, nothing, right? And I remember going home that night and feeling anxious and I couldn't stop crying. And I was like, oh my gosh. And like, I would just sit there and I'd open my Bible. Even though I was reading the words and it was like falling on deaf ears because I was so having such a hard time with this situation. And all of a sudden, I just prayed and I was like, I closed my eyes and I prayed and I was like, man, I just want, this sounds really weird, but I just want him, the guy I was dating at the time, to wrap his arms around me. Just wrap his arms around me and hug me. I just wanted to feel a hug. And I was like, well, that's clearly not going to happen. We haven't even like touched, you know, we've got to like four dates. And so later, the, so then I fell asleep and I cried myself to sleep and I woke up and I felt peaceful. Like I was like waking up expecting to be anxious because of how I felt when I fell asleep and it was gone. The anxiousness was gone. And I was like, okay, that's crazy. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Fast forward. I was talking about this situation with Nate, her now husband. Yes. And I her said, God fearing husband. Yes. And I said, uh, this is weird. I don't know why, but for some reason, I, I prayed that you were hugging me and I really just wanted to feel your arms wrapped around me, which is weird because you've never had your arms wrapped around me. And he goes, well, I might know why. And I was like, okay. And he goes, I was praying that God would wrap his arms around you tonight and you would feel his peace. Okay, you can't tell me that prayer doesn't work and that opening your Bible doesn't work and that like God isn't real from that story right there. I had no idea. We didn't even talk that much. I had no idea. I mean, I would assume he was praying for me because like she said, he's a God-fearing man. But how did I know that exact thought that I was thinking? He was praying for me to feel peace. Yeah. And that's, that's how God works. That is how God works. And that is the power of... Like when I pray, I don't go to God and say, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. I go to God, like we opened a prayer today and all she did was say, thank you for everything we have. Like, and I instantly felt better. Like I was feeling uneasy because of life, right? Prayer is for us. Prayer is for our souls. To build a relationship with the Lord. And then we realize there are so many needs in this world. Yes. And some of them are literally just feeling peace. So that's just a little story. If you think prayer doesn't work or that there's no purpose for it, there you go. There's purpose. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So we left off of letting God know your concerns. Uh, no, we were summing it all oh. up. Oh. So then you go to the next okay. one. Okay. Yep. So we're on Philippians 4, 8, and 9 now. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. 
do that and God who makes everything work together will work you into his most excellent harmonies. How cool is that? Most excellent? Excellent is like the highest of high, like harmonious, like everything is just singing together in beautiful, wonderful melodies and it's just amazing. And this is how you put on and renew your mind by God's word. Because it doesn't matter what other people are doing. It doesn't matter what other people are saying about you. It doesn't matter about what she says and what he says and what the news is doing and what the celebrities are doing and what your coworkers are doing. It matters about what God says about you and he loves you. He is for you. You are beautifully and wonderfully created in his own image. He knitted you in your mother's womb for such a time as this. Like you, there's a purpose and a plan for your life. And he wants you to think good thoughts, joyful thoughts, happy thoughts. And it doesn't matter what you're going through, where you're at, how much you have, how much you don't have. Because if you're not happy and joyful with what you have now, I guarantee you will not be happy and joyful for the things that you think will make you happy. We were both talking before this about Tony Robbins. Most people know who Tony Robbins is. And if you don't, he's an inspirational, motivational speaker. He's um, an amazing human being. She he's, calls him a superhuman. He's a real live human superhero, like the good superhero kind. And he literally, his purpose in life is to serve others, to bring others to a place of joy. Yes. Truly. And he said he works with billionaires and millionaires. Like those are his kind of clients. And he says that so many of them will call and they're stressed about this, that, and the other, and they thought that where they were and where they are now were going to make them joyful and happy. And it's not because now they just have more stress, more worry because they have more to worry and take care of. If you're not happy with and content with where you are in this moment, with what you have now, and you're taking care of what God has given you, your children, your company, your job, your school, the people in your life right now, your family, if you aren't appreciate your dogs, your cats, like anything, like everything and anything is a gift. And if you're not content or happy with what you have, how are you going to be happy and content with more? Well, and contentment and joy is not based on a circumstance or a, or an item. It's based upon what lives in you. And if what lives in you is fear and worry and concern and needing more and filling, filling with more stuff, then you're always going to feel that. You're always going to need more. You're always like even I could tell my son was uh, frustrated about something and he grabbed his phone and he wasn't even doing anything on his phone. He was just like moving stuff around, like checking this message, checking that message. And I was like, Jeffrey, just put it down. And I was like, Let, you know, and I stood him up and we went and did something else and got his mind off what he was frustrated about. But he immediately went to, like many of us do. To numbing. To numbing. And so. So for a kid, I'm sorry, I don't no, mean to cut no. you off, but so your kid is 13. So he's a teenager and he's, he doesn't even know that he's doing this, but subconsciously he's going to something so he doesn't have to feel those feelings yeah. of anxiousness and worry. And some, and like some people go to drugs, some people go to alcohol, some people yeah. go to sex. Like we are made for so much more. Our bodies were created to be a vessel and clean and healthy and holy. And everybody's on a different journey. Everybody's on a different walk, but we're not made to put those kind of toxins in this clay, in this pile of dirt that our souls are carried by. We're all just a pile of clay. We're all just different kinds of chocolate. Like it doesn't matter what we are, but 
this body is decaying as soon as it comes out the womb, okay? Like we're not living for forever. What are we doing here? And if you aren't joyful in where you are, like you can choose to be joyful in this very moment, right this very second. Whatever you're going through, at least you're alive. And if and, and if you're choosing, like you said, if you're feeling that you're in a very low spot and you don't know how to have joy, open to Philippians 4.4 and read 4.4 through 4.14. Like open the Bible, open Matthew, open Mark, open Luke, open John. Like if you don't know how, open the book and just start reading it. And I promise you like going to the phone, going to shopping, going to drinking, going to drugs, combine both of us we've gone to one or the other at many points in our life or all of all of it you know like we're we're sinners we are not we are sinning less we strive to be like jesus but we're not perfect we are in perfect people we are all fallen short the only perfect human ever to walk this earth is jesus christ himself he is the son of god everybody else is the son of adam and he was the first person on this earth and he started sin from the get-go yes so (laughs) if you don't know how to feel that joy open the book but a circumstance or a a a thing that you can hold isn't going to bring you joy it's going to bring you momentary happiness which is so different and we're sharing this because we know the difference we've been on both sides we've been on the sides i've been in you know, on a yacht with friends and drinking and joyful and joyful, right? And I've been in the lowest of low where I'm not not knowing how I'm going to make my next payment. The, The feelings are not circumstantial, right? And then in the middle, obviously, the feelings are circumstantial. But true joy and true peace comes from the Lord. And when I started to be filled with the Holy Spirit, which is the word, which is the tool, the handbook, when I started to be filled with that, I could look at all my situations and be like, yeah, this is really difficult. This is really hard. I lost a baby three months ago. And at the time, it was like, what on earth are you doing right now? Like, how could you do this to me? And now I look at it, and I know this is probably a very sensitive topic, but I look at it now and I'm like, I know what he was doing. I know what God was doing. I'm peaceful that God knew more than I knew about this child that I was carrying, that it wasn't his, the baby's time. It wasn't my time. It was God's timing and the lessons that have been learned in that journey. I can't even, the peace definitely comes from God because the stories that I've heard of people who unfortunately don't have the Lord and they go through that and the people like who I've experienced who have the Lord and they go through that. I'm not happy. I'm not like, yay, this is great, but it's peace. It's peace in knowing that it's God's plan, not mine. Right. Feelings are fleeting and you can't live on your, can't live on your feelings. Babies live off of feelings. <laughs> Infants live off of feelings. Like they cry when they're hungry. They cry when they need you. They cry. Like that's just how they start life out. We have to grow from that. Like we are, our bodies might grow, but like I said earlier, like just because you live in an, an adult body now doesn't mean that you still don't have that childlike mind and God 
tells us to mature and grow so he can feed us what I like to call meat and potatoes, like tell you the hard thing in love. And we have no problem helping people grow. Like we are, you're either growing or you're dying. And we are here to help everybody grow as much as humanly possible in this time that we have together because time is our most precious commodity. It's so fleeting. It is. And Tina and I pray not to waste it. We try to do and strive to do everything in Christ in Christ. <laughs> and so I love it. Summing all this up and then I can't wait to drop this bomb on the last thing and what makes this so powerful and so cool about the author of the on the Bible who wrote this scripture. It's so cool. So, um Philippians 4:10 through 14, summing it all up. I'm glad in God, far happier than you would ever guess. Happy that you're, again, showing such strong concern for me. So God is always concerned for us. He loves us so much, and he's always there for us. And then it goes on to say, Not that you ever quit praying and thinking about me. You just had no chance to show it. Because sometimes we block God out, and it's us. God's always knocking at the door. He's a gentleman. He's never going to force his way in. He's waiting for you to open the door and accept him into your heart, body, mind, and soul. There's no forcing. Think no. about when you force a relationship. That's not love. No. And God wants you to love him because you want to love him. Patient, kind. Yes. And it then it goes on and says, actually, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. I have learned now to be quite content whatever my circumstance. I'm just as happy with as little, with much, and as with little. I found the recipe for being happy, whether full or hungry, hands full or hands empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything. And the one who makes me who I am. And I don't mean that you that your help didn't mean a lot to me. It did. It was a beautiful thing that you came alongside me in my troubles. So this scripture is one of my favorites, Philippians 4.13. It's tattooed on my finger. It's hanging up in my home. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can go through anything and everything. Rejoice in the Lord. Be content in every circumstance with little, with a lot, with empty bellies, with full bellies. And it's amazing that the human being who wrote this scripture, number one, he's in jail writing this scripture. Mm -hmm. And he was in jail because he was preaching and speaking the message of God. And before he got into this, uh, the jail, he was beaten. He didn't just get thrown into jail, like handcuffed and thrown into a cell. No, he was beaten, whipped, and then put into jail. On top of that, this man named Paul used to be Saul. And Saul used to kill Christians. People like me and Tina, he would have been trying to sought out and kill because we loved God and we're preaching the world, the word, God's word. And now God, only God can take somebody who wants to kill people that love God and turn him into a different human being, give him a different name and want to be on his side and tell people how much God is good and that he's great and you can do all things through him who strengthens you and can, you can be content in every circumstance. And now he's in jail because... It's just crazy what God does. Like he used to put people in jail for loving God. And now he's in jail because he loves God. 
Like, and he's talking about how good God is. Yes. In jail. <laughs> and giving us instruction about how to feel peaceful. If if you can feel peaceful in jail after being beaten, I'm pretty sure you could probably be peaceful in every circumstance. Yeah. So he's someone in that In the I, breakup, in the, in the layoff, in the financial turmoil, like in the somebody. Injury, in yes. the loss, in if, if someone that you know has cancer, sensitive, very sensitive to that topic. But even... Some of, if you have conversations with them, they will say what they have learned through going through that experience is something you can't learn unless you go through it. And And empathy, empathy for everybody. It's not sympathizing like, oh, I'm so sorry for you. It's like, no, I am praying for you. I empathize with you because maybe I haven't gone through the same thing that you're going through, but I've gone through things that I don't wish upon my worst enemy at all ever and God is for you and if he's for you there is nobody that can be against you mm-hmm. do we have anything amen. else girlfriend <laughs> amen sister no that was good that was good open your bible read it it's actually really exciting and there's more joy in the book than in anything that I've ever experienced in my 41 years of living right truly Totally. This shirt I'm wearing says we're salt and light. We are called to be the salt of the earth, the light to this dark world. So if you're tuning in, I hope this, and you're in a dark, dim place, I hope this flip the switch and you can see the light. Keep going through that dark tunnel. We are here for you. We love you. We're praying for you. And if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, Tina, walk us through a prayer that we can do that today. Absolutely. Dear Lord, pray with me. Pray with me. Dear Lord, I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit. Dear Lord, I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit. I don't know how, but I want you to lead me. I don't know how, but I want you to lead me. I believe. I believe. Help with my unbelief. Help with my unbelief. Amen. Amen. That's it. That's how simple it is. I hope you follow Jesus today. Thank you all and see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in every week for a new episode dropping every Fearless Friday. Please help us grow our show by sharing with a friend, subscribing, and leaving a five-star review. We love you. And are praying for you.